0: Welcome to Activate with Pastor Christian Newsom, a podcast of Journey Church International.
1: Well, thank you for listening to the Activate podcast with Pastor Christian Newsom, a ministry resource of Journey Church International. My name's Ryan. I'm on the ministry team here at Journey, and we're really glad that uh, you have decided to join us uh, today, wherever you're listening from. This Sunday uh, was Vision Sunday. Uh, is this our 10th or 11th Vision Sunday?
0: well we 'll celebrate year eleven in, in September, September yeah. yeah
1: yeah, no, these have always been a really great part of our church. Our Bible text was john one thirty five through fifty one incredible message if you haven't if you haven 't watched it, haven 't listened to it, tune in. you can find it on many different ways youtube, our website jci app, but people tune in all the time to try to help grow in their faith and, and our goal and hope with this activate podcast is to help you truly activate your faith. We're filming here, Pastor Christian, in our our new studio space, so I don't know how much of it you can see from from the camera, uh, but man, what a great place to to do this.
0: Yeah, not only an incredible place, but hopefully one day for, you know, Gabe, who's behind this camera, and Lindsay, who's over here, and really all of our production team, hopefully a static location. If our listeners only understood the time that our production team um, and our video team took every week to set everything up, tear everything down, repeat, set it up, tear it down, yeah. repeat. Set up. I mean, when you think of every video you ever see at the church on our video announcements, when you think about every podcast that you listen to at our church, like for the past several years up to today, those things get set up every day, torn down every day. So there's a lot of our church that feels like we're not a portable church anymore, but there's a lot of our church that is still portable church. So to have the studio space, which isn't yet outfitted, you know, it's not one of the things we completed, um, you know, in all of its final specs, when we moved into the building, that'll have to, you know, have some budget that comes later, but to one day have cameras that are fixed and on the wall um, and a computer where you can edit live and switch live and microphones that, you know, swing out of the wall and don't have to be set up and furniture that doesn't have to be moved. um, is just going to make our, our video team, and our production team that much more effective in doing all the ministry that God's called us to do and showing the ministry. So super grateful that our church gave, super grateful for this space, super grateful for our team who has worked tirelessly um, and super excited for this one day to be a space that is completed and finished where we can walk in, do ministry, and then walk out and nothing changes in between.
1: Yeah, I don't know how many spaces we've been in, how many different rooms. Most of them. All kinds Nine of... Seven. I know there was even a season where you did a couple of Zoom things based on some travel and stuff, but yeah, lots of different locations. Um, maybe some snacks right here would be okay, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Work that in there. Yeah. Uh, so we're releasing our annual report yep. uh, Sunday after church. Uh, what stands out to you uh, that you're celebrating from this past year?
0: I think just the faithfulness of God. You know, if... if. Um If you would have told me 11 years ago, so 11 years ago in January, January of 2011, you know, I began meeting with about a dozen people to to begin to pray about and lean into what would become the ministry of Journey Church International. If you'd have told me 11 years ago that it would look like this in January of 2022, I don't know that I would have had a concern in the world. And it's nothing that we could have done Uh, you know i mean it's it's like we keep walking through doors that god opens for us and we continue to find ourselves shocked that he would allow us to be where we are and allow us to do what we're doing and allow us to have the impact that we're having i mean every year when i read through the annual report and i watch the videos and i look at what god has done through journey i'm really just amazed to be a part of it and i'm amazed at the faithfulness of god the two words that i put in my annual report letter You know, 2021 for me will always be about decade in Deuteronomy. It was the year that we celebrated our first decade of ministry, our 10-year anniversary in September. But I felt like the fall of 2021, um, I felt like Moses standing, you know, across the Jordan. Deuteronomy means second law. It was the second giving of the people. It literally was like a renewed vision for the second generation of Israel. It was everything that happened on Sinai, but 40 years later... I felt like in October, November, and December of 2021, I felt like a church planner, but instead of having 15 people sitting in my living room with 1,000 people sitting in our auditorium and in our venue space with the same energy, charge, passion, willingness to launch a church all over again that that would touch a community that's grown significantly since we started 10 years ago. And that needs jesus even more now than it did then so it just felt like this the second birth or the second mission or like just the re-upping of what god had called us to do so i think just celebrating those two things that after 10 years we still got a church that's willing to start all over for the vision if that's what it would take you know
1: as we sat in our elders meeting last night and just talked about what god's doing yeah you know the the group of men that uh, oversee and and just make sure we've got a really strong church. Uh, I think everyone's blown away by what God's doing.
0: It's no doubt. I just finished lunch with Jim Nisley, one of our elders. Um, once a quarter, I'll I'll have a lunch with all of our elders, where where basically they just check on me. I literally fill out a focus sheet on my spiritual health, my physical health, my emotional health, my family health, um, just how I'm doing, and it's it's their time to pastor me. Uh, and and he just reflected on that uh, through the lens of my life Said you know, Christian, who you were five years ago versus who God is creating you, just the maturity and growth and what God is doing in your life. Uh, I hope all of us could say that that who we are today is different than who we were a year ago today because of what Jesus is, has been doing in us. Uh, it's it's been a, a fun ride. And I really believe it's it's just beginning. We really I feel like we have a brand new, not just brand new building, but a brand new church with a brand new energy and a brand new passion to accomplish the mission God's given us. Yeah,
1: so as we look at you know, 2022 um, and all that we have hopes and plans and prayers for, what, yeah. what would you like to have as the most significant, most important accomplishment that we would highlight in next year's an, annual report?
0: Man, that's a really good question. So as, as I glanced at that question earlier, um, I, I honestly don't know how I would, I would answer that. So this year for us is come and see and we've got this desire for um thousands of people who are not yet a part of our congregation to be on property and to see who God is and what God is doing at journey. But I don't I don't know that that to me would be success. You know as I thought, well if we accomplish just all the come and see vision of our church like that would be important, but I think for me it is it's people engaging in spiritual community. It's people getting in our discipleship groups. It's people beginning to serve who haven't served in a while. It's people reaching their friends. Like I I think, you know, when we sit here in January of twenty twenty three and we say what happened, I think it would it would be the mobilization of people who are not serving into engaging in ministry and beginning to be used by God at journey. And I think it would be the community aspect. I think it would be people slowing their life down enough to engage in community and basically find their church within our church, find their group of 25 to 50 within our larger congregation who they're going to do life with. So right I mean, right before the camera started rolling today, we were talking about a family in our church who had a house fire last night, lost their cars, smoke damage throughout their house. And the first thing we talked about, Michelle sitting on the couch, who's their small group? Like do they have a church within our church? That, that's the question that Michelle asked, like, um, is their church within our church already aware and taken care of? And it's like, yes. And if we could plug everyone in our church into a church within our church, uh, that would be a huge win for me. So those really will be kind of our 2023 goals. So 2022, come and see. 2023 is going to be come and follow. But even in this message, I begin to talk about the context that followers of Jesus spend time with Jesus. They spend time personally, they spend time in a group. They spend time as a part of the congregation and they spend time serving. So I think all of those things are really, really important. And like even, even today's podcast, there are so many things in the church world today that can enhance what Jesus has been doing for 2,000 years, but they cannot replace it. And we have too many people that are using digital technological ministry to replace the gathering together of people on Sunday morning and in small groups to do congregation life. And community life with one another uh and if we're not careful we're not going to look like the church of jesus because um people didn't people didn't zoom in to watch the sermon on the mount like they were actually there and god has given us these tremendous tools like this tool to enhance but not to replace the way of jesus which is congregating on that first day of the week which is living in community i'm so grateful that those dozen to 15 times a year that you got to be at the kids' game, that you're out of town, that you're sick or someone you know is sick or you get snowed in, we can enhance your experience by allowing you not to have to miss church. But this is not supposed to replace congregating and living in community. And I think if we can help our people do that, it will will have been a win in 2022.
1: Yeah, and sometimes that's numerically hard to put down. It is, yeah. You, You know how many you have in groups, but... But you can feel it. Yeah, you can feel it. And you
0: felt it last Sunday when the barracks were here in the atrium between services after service. And you felt it last Sunday night when, you know, at almost 10 p.m. we were driving people out of the building because even though the service was over, church was still going on and people were were hanging out. So I think you can feel it. And I think my hope is just to feel more and more and more our church coming, um, living in community and kind of lingering together after a long 2020 in 2021 of kind of social distancing and social isolating my hope is that god's people begin to congregate together and live in community again
1: yeah people want to hang out and almost so long we almost uh you don't have to go home but you can't stay here yeah
0: <laughs> and if they do we need to start charging rent <laughs> yeah. like we can give yeah. them like a bunk yeah. but you're going to have to pay for that yeah yeah
1: no it's great what we hoped why we built this place is happening yeah. which is awesome yep You make the statement, as we look at your message, uh, you make the statement, Jesus' uh, disciples began following him by going where he went. They continued following him by becoming like he was. Why is becoming like he was so much more important than knowing about him and what he believed?
0: So James, who wrote one of the very first New Testament books chronologically that was ever written, said demons believe who Jesus is. They even know what Jesus said. Uh, Satan is probably the greatest biblical scholar that is that has ever been created or existed. I mean, he knows the thing inside and out. Jesus didn't call us just to learn what he said, but to be who he was. And it's interesting because in the book of Acts, six times in the book of Acts, the movement of Jesus is referred to as the way, capital W-A-Y. The movement of Jesus' followers um, was defined by the way they live their life, not simply by what they believe, but by the way they live their life. Eventually, they be they, the Eventually, the people of the way began to be called Christians, yeah, Christ, Christ ones. Acts yeah, tells us that. Yeah, at the Church of Antioch, because they acted so much like Jesus, and I think today there's. I think today that Christianity and Christians are known as much for what they believe as they are for how they live. And listen, I'm not talking about how they act. I'm talking about how they live. Christians were people who lived for each other. Christians were people who lived with this rhythm of the first day of the week. They would all gather together, and during the week they would spend time together, and they would make sure and take care of one another. Like There was this rhythm and way to the life of a Jesus follower— that was different than everyone else in culture. And we're trying to figure out how we can live in culture and live the way culture does, but still kind of believe what Jesus people do. It's getting tough. Like there's a tension in the soul of thinking, I don't fit in here. I don't, uh, the, the way of Jesus doesn't seem to fit into the way of the world at some point we're going to have to figure out not what we believe but the way we are going to live our life the way we are going to raise our kids the way we're going to educate our kids the way we are going to have strong marriages and strong families the way we do things is going to have to look different Uh, and i i think it's really important you know isaiah said of the jewish people you honor me with your lips because your beliefs here your beliefs here are great But your beliefs here have not gotten to your heart because your way of life is not honoring God. And I think it's really, really important that Christianity is not not just a set of beliefs. It is a set of beliefs. It is a doctrine. Paul told Timothy, watch your life and doctrine closely. But Christianity is a set of beliefs that guide the way you live your life. And if we say we believe it all, but then we don't live it all, James, again, who said, demons believe it, would say, that kind of faith isn't really any good to anyone if you believe it, but it hasn't impacted the way that you live. So I think it's, I think it's both of those things together. And the disciples were living the way of Jesus even before they knew all the truth of Jesus. Their belief, their belief was solidified by the way and the rhythms that they lived in their life.
1: And of course, we have the Holy Spirit to help us. Big time. Right? If you're a yep. true follower of Jesus, you've got the Holy Spirit. You're not going to live perfectly. You may often not look much like Jesus, but if you get up and seek him, um, hopefully more often than not, you're the fruit of the Spirit's coming out. Should be. In several cases in the New Testament, we see a biblical history given by either Stephen, Peter, mm-hmm. Paul, mm-hmm. connecting Jesus to the Old Testament. John doesn't do it verbally, as you kind of mentioned in, in your message, but he does say, look the Lamb of God. And you you kind of point out that Old Testament, you you spend some time pointing out that Old Testament history from John 1, Genesis 1 and 2, Exodus. Why did these biblical heroes do that, kind of like Peter, Stephen? Why did they do that, and why is John doing it here?
0: So John is a brilliant writer, and John chapter 1 is a brilliant piece of Scripture and literature, because John 1 starts in Genesis 1, and then it goes to Genesis chapter 2. Eventually it works its way to Exodus chapter 32 and 33. Like John is this brilliant writer who's showing us how Jesus is the fulfill, the, the fulfillment of every Old Testament promise and the picture of so much Old Testament pattern. And I love in this text where John the Baptist, you know, John writes, as, as Jesus was passing by, he says, look, the Lamb of God. Well, any Jew any Jewish person reading this 2000 years ago would have connected passing by with passover lamb of god with the passover lamb and thought holy cow like john the author is drawing our attention to exodus chapter 12 where the people of israel were rescued from slavery from a nation by a by a lamb by a lamb of god that would represent a rescue later from spiritual slavery and they would think okay we're not in slavery in egypt but we are enslaved to the romans um, you know, and this isn't like we're not all going to leave and have this big exodus, but we do need spiritually to leave from where we are to go to where we need to be for a place of freedom. And and there, there is this thought, you know, we kind of gave a Bible reading tip. Um, every time you read the Old Testament, you should be looking for Jesus in Old Testament literature. And every time you read about Jesus, you should be trying to figure out what Old Testament picture Jesus represents, like there is there is this marriage of who Jesus is in Scripture. Jesus would say in John 5, you read the Scriptures and you miss me, but all the Scriptures are about me. And then when Jesus is on the road to Emmaus with his followers after the resurrection, it says, starting with Moses and the prophets, Jesus explained how all the Scriptures were about him. So everything is ultimately about Jesus. So as you read the Scriptures, you're, you're eventually in your mind going to go from reading the Scriptures from information—okay, I'm reading to learn— to reading the Scripture from inspiration. I'm reading to be moved and maybe even to learn to teach other people, to reading the Scripture for illumination. What is God saying to me real time from this page of Scripture today? To reading the Scripture from incarnation, meaning it begins to impact who I am. It It changes who I am. So a lot of people, first time you read your Bible through, you're at the information level. You're just learning. Second time you read your Bible through, you're at the inspiration. You're trying to pull inspiration from Scripture for your life or to give to other people. Eventually you get to the illumination part where you feel like the Holy Spirit, like you said, is speaking to you through Scripture. But until you get to incarnation where what you've read now helps you see Jesus and help you see where you need Jesus and it changes your life, it's not really done its work in you. So Scripture writers were brilliant in showing how all of Scripture pointed to Jesus, and Scripture readers need to learn the practice of seeing Jesus in every Scripture that they read. Because if we can see Jesus in Scripture, and then we can see Jesus clearly, and then we can see where we still are not like Jesus, that incarnation, that transformation inside of us can begin to take place, and we and we can become new people. But it is fascinating when you read the New Testament, to try to see pictures of the Old Testament and when you read the Old Testament to try to see pictures of Jesus just changes how you understand how you understand Old Testament and New Testament and eventually it'll change how you see you and hopefully it'll change how the world sees you so your information will lead to incarnation you'll be becoming a different person that allows people to see Jesus both in who you are and in the change from who you used to be they'll see Jesus yeah
1: so hit pause and go back about five minutes and re-listen to that because that's a really important part of your spiritual growth and how you understand scripture. Yeah, none of
0: the, and none of that is in the message. Mm-hmm. Like I don't touch that at all. Um, but that that information, inspiration, illumination, incarnation, really important in how you study scripture. Yeah, absolutely. So go back and listen to that to continue to help
1: activate your faith. Discipleship is a command uh, of Jesus yep. to all of His followers, and, and, and our role as, as a church is to facilitate as much of that as we can. We we talked about that at the beginning. Why are nights like the spiritual care and community night, and the discipleship wall highlighting all the options so important?
0: Well, I think we're we're trying to give people, we're trying to give people breadcrumbs that hopefully if they're hungry and thirsty spiritually will lead them to becoming disciples who make disciples. But we're looking, we're looking for Holy spirit led and Holy spirit fueled people. So a lot of the things in our church we have, like we don't force anyone to do that. Like when the disciples asked Jesus in this week's text, Hey, where are you going? He said, come and see like it was an, it was an invitation that they had to take, that they had to take him up on. So we believe that when the Holy Spirit is in someone and they make a spiritual decision and they acknowledge making a spiritual decision, that the Holy Spirit has not only sealed the decision in their heart, but he's put this urge and desire in them to now begin to follow Jesus. So our goal is to make those signposts really, really clear. I've got this desire to follow Jesus. What do I do? Well, you need to, you need to get connected to knowing God, to really discovering your purpose, to learning how to live for Jesus, to figuring out how to learn for Jesus. So that's our growth track process. Um, that it's like when people begin to hunger for, okay, what like what is my spiritual purpose now, that we can kind of get them started on the right road. It's kind of our map from the Connection Center to our growth track ministry, to our discipleship track ministry. I mean, literally, you should, if you just follow the yellow brick road at Journey, you should be able to become a follower of Jesus, respond to the invitation to then learn how to know God, learn how to figure out how God has designed you, learn how to discover your purpose and how to use that in your life, learn how to serve in the church, learn how to serve in the community, learn how to fall in love with Jesus, walk with Jesus, understand Scripture, have a biblical worldview, be able to apply anything going on in your life To be able to reach into Scripture and apply it to your life and learn how to teach someone else how to do that within a period of three to five years, you should be able to go from someone who's not a follower of Jesus to someone who is a, a fully developing disciple of Jesus who's also making other disciples of Jesus. And we can't force people to do that, but we have to have those filling stations along the road of people's spiritual journey to say, let us help you get you started with your first tank of gas. And then if you if you drive your car in this direction before you run out of gas, there'll be another gas station here. And if you keep going in this direction before you run out of gas, there'll be another like we can keep you fueled up, filled up, fruitful, heading in the right direction if you walk through the processes and systems in our church, and every church has their own set of disciplines or catechisms that move people from where they are to where they need to be. Uh, but in our church, that, that first connection at the Connection Center, that best day ever party for someone who's made a spiritual decision, our kind of Christianity 101, that growth track ministry, that spiritual evaluation, that spiritual gifts assessment, lets me know where do I serve, where do I start learning, and then you just kind of walk the process we're in three or four years you are a disciple of jesus who knows how to make disciples of jesus because you love him you walk with him you understand scripture you understand the bible you know how to use the bible to help people in life and you're passionate about being paired up with someone who's on that who's on that journey too we we feel like we've got a good process for people who are willing to come and see and spend time with jesus not everyone is the guys in today's text work where are you going Jesus said, come and see it's okay and they followed his process and his pathway for their life and ended up becoming the first of a small group that would, would become a large group that would change the world. Yeah.
1: So if you're listening and you haven't done any of those steps, boy start Sunday. Yes. Growth track step one. Yep. Sunday, you can uh, get involved in a group. Like if you're listening and you're not
0: in one, remedy it as soon as you can. Go to the Connection Center this week Yeah. and say, listen, Pastor Christian said on the podcast, you could help me. Most of the people at the connection center probably don't listen to the podcast, so like no, they all do. Yeah, so so pause this part and say here, Christian said on the podcast you would help me do this. Play that three minute segment for them, and I promise you, they will all be able to walk you through that process. Yep.
1: So the next question you actually kind of comboed with the the, the last one you've. Answered it exactly. That is our process. How we help people go from being, uh, you know, someone far from God to a passionate Christian who makes a difference in the world. Right. Uh, so, last question. Um, we've been highlighting every time, kind of our our discipleship tracks, the leadership track is designed to help people take what they're learning and, and right. disciple it. Pass it on. Right. So our question every week from the end, what, what from this message Sunday would you want our audience to share with someone else?
0: I think two things. At the very end of the message, we've got a, we got a part that says, like, um, followers of Jesus, they bring other people to Jesus. And we said it's easy. And it's easy because Jesus is already working. So I think to, to be able to believe in your spirit, Jesus already sees all my friends who need him. Right, he saw Peter before Peter saw him. He saw Nathaniel before Nathaniel saw him. So believe, believe that Jesus sees your friends and acknowledge their Nazareth. All right, Nathaniel had a hang up. It's like, could anything good come from Nazareth? Everyone you know has a spiritual hang up that Jesus sees and he's not even offended by. Jesus didn't even answer his question. He's just like, hang out for a little bit and you'll see. I think we've got to get comfortable bringing people to Jesus, but I think when we can be aware of their Nazareth, what's the thing? that makes you question Jesus before you even meet Him. If I can be aware of that, if I can know that, if I can learn that, then I can, I can begin to ask Jesus through the Word, through reading, through podcasts, through all, this, all these things that enhance our church experience. God, they see their Nazareth, I see their Nazareth, you see their Nazareth. How can I begin to, um, How can I begin to pull down the wall that stands between them and seeing you a little bit in my life? So I think helping people see their Nazareth, what is the thing that's keeping you from—I mean, really, really trust in Jesus and helping people see that everyone has a Nazareth. And if we can see that and acknowledge that and believe that even Jesus can overcome that, I think it just gives us a big jolt of confidence in our faith to say, Hey, Jesus is aware of all the hangups you have. No big deal. Come and see him long enough. And he'll either answer that question, or you won't care as much anymore after you see him a little bit.
1: I think Josh Barrett kind of addressed a little bit of that sometime. Like some of you in the audience have something that right now is kind of between you and God that he used the phrase, you need to forgive God for. You You need to get past in order to open your heart to him.
0: Yes, but he was talking specifically about pain in your life or things that have happened that you don't understand. But yeah, in a way, he was saying, yeah, figure out what that hang-up hold-up is, acknowledge it. it's there. and." Yeah, and, d- and don't let it keep you from bringing people to come and see Jesus. Yep.
1: So great. Thank you, uh, Pastor Christian. Um, good to—we had a couple weeks off the podcast, so yeah. welcome back to those of you listening. But uh, if you're new to the podcast, we'd love to uh, have you also not only continue to listen, like it, share it with someone, but come and see us. Uh, if you're not a part of our church, come and be a part of a service uh, on Sundays at 845 or 1030. We would love to see you here in Lee Summit. Uh, We'd love to hear how God's working in your life. If you have a question, you can email us at activate at takethejourney.cc. Otherwise, we look forward to catching you next time on the Activate podcast, where we challenge you to build a faith that is active.
0: Thank you for joining us for this episode of Activate. We would love for you to join us in person for one of our weekly worship experiences. You can find out more information about JCI on our website at takethejourney.cc. Help us get the word out about this resource. You can do so by subscribing, reviewing, and sharing this episode on your favorite social media platform. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you next time on the Activate Podcast.